Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Five terrifying and creepy cases of demonic possession. Demons are known throughout history as evil beings that have fallen from the grace of God. Today, demonic possession is still a highly contested issue among the public. Do demons really exist, and if so, do they have the power to overtake the mind and body of an individual, causing them to do unthinkable and sometimes horrific acts? The following cases point to this being a reality. Here are five terrifying and creepy cases of demonic possession. Number five, Anna Eklund. Anna Eklund, also known as Emma Schmidt according to official Vatican records, was a devout Catholic girl living in Wisconsin in 1882. For most of her childhood, she was considered to be like any other girl her own age. However, once she turned eight years old, a steady and noticeable change began to emerge in her personality. Despite growing up a devout Catholic, she suddenly showed signs of aversion to the church and pretty much anything religious or holy. She had begun hating the priesthood and showing an unhealthy fascination and interest in perverse sexual acts. By the time she turned 14, there were clear signs that she was demonically possessed. As for the reason for her possession, it's believed that Anna's father James and Aunt Minda dabbled in witchcraft. After harboring resentment at his devout child's refusal to have an incestuous relationship, James and Mina supposedly cursed Anna repeatedly while also tainting her food with various herbs. 
Multiple doctors could not find any medical reason for her condition. And several years later, on June 28, 1912, Father Theophilius Resinger performed the first exorcism on Anna, but it failed. It would take several more years before another exorcism attempt would be made. No one knows for sure what happened to her life in between, and there are very little facts and information relating to the details of her case. However, it is known that the first priest, Father Resinger, is the same one that performed the final exorcism on Anna. To keep her safe, the priest removed her from town and placed her in a convent. Anna by this time was 46 years old, and while living with the nuns, her condition only grew worse. She would spit and vomit and speak foreign languages she had no way of knowing. Every time the nuns would bless her food before entering her room, she would know and throw it on the floor. Any food they didn't bless, she would eat just fine. It would take three full exorcisms before the clergymen declared Anna free from the demons that haunted her. She was supposedly possessed by a lot of entities, including those of her father and aunt. She stayed in the convent for 23 days in total, suffering through a horrific slew of attacks in between. In the end, all the entities that had possessed her left, and it was just two days before Christmas when she was finally freed. Those who witnessed the exorcism heard piercing screams as the very last of the demons left her body, and they said that when Anna finally regained her consciousness, her first words were a praise to Jesus Christ. Number 4. Clara Germana Seal While serving in the Marianne Hill Mission School of South Africa in 1906, Father Erasmus Horner heard a strange confession from a young 16-year-old girl who told him that she had made a pact with the devil. The priest inquired with the nuns at the school, who said that it was Clara Germana Seal, a young orphan girl who seemed ordinary, but sometimes unpredictable. She had been there since the age of four. Her parents both tragically died while she was just a baby. Clara's confession would soon be forgotten until the day of August 20th, 1906, when she surprised the nuns by tearing off her clothes and growling like a ferocious dog. It was around this time when she started speaking to invisible beings around her too. In between her ramblings, the nun heard her say, Sister, please call Father Erasmus. I must confess and tell everything. But quick, quick, or Satan will kill me. He has me in his power. The nuns attempted to help calm her down, but to no avail. Clara would have spontaneous outbursts, and the nuns reported that her skin would burn and bubble when doused with holy water. Around sacred objects, she would lash out and violently react, even if the objects were hidden from her view. Clara would also spurt out personal details about other people that she normally wouldn't know, and several witnesses attested she was able to speak and understand German, French, and Polish, languages she didn't speak or even know. On occasion, she is said to have attacked the nuns and even bit one of them on the arm, so shortly after this, it was determined that she was being possessed. Reverend Mansudi and Father Horner were assigned to perform the exorcism on September 11, 1906, and they did just that. It started in the early morning and went until noontime, then started again at 3 p.m. and went into the night. During the ritual, Clara's behavior was noticeably violent. She knocked a Bible from one of the priest's hands before attempting to choke him. The following day, the same ritual was performed and the demon proclaimed it would leave Clara's body 
by an act of levitation. Indeed, Clara was seen levitating in front of 170 people inside the mission chapel. Afterwards, the priest declared that she was now demon-free. However, the following year, she approached the priest and said that the demons were back, and so another exorcism was performed which lasted more than two days. This time around, the witnesses reported they encountered a foul smell in the air soon after the demons were exorcised from her. It's believed that she did not have any more encounters with demonic possessions after this and went on to live a relatively normal life. Number 3. Father Marion Ratchel It's one thing to be possessed and perform an exorcism, but to be haunted by demons because you failed the exorcism is a whole other terror. That's what Father Marion Ratchel is suffering through right now. The Polish priest carried out an exorcism in the city of Jaroslaw, located to the southeast of Poland. However, he didn't succeed and soon after he performed it, he started receiving harassing messages through text message, some of which read, She will not come out of this hell. She's mine. Anyone who prays for her will die. It sounds strange and even he was surprised that such modern tools could be used like this, but at the same time acknowledged it's possible that new technology has become a medium for the devil and his followers. The priest is quoted as saying, The author of these texts is an evil spirit who has possessed her soul. Despite the threatening messages, the priest says he's not afraid. The first few times he received hate messages, he went ahead and prayed for the girl's soul, but was shocked when moments later he received another message that read, Shut up, preacher. You cannot save yourself, idiot. You pathetic old preacher. The Vatican recognizes 250 priests in different organizations around the world as part of the International Association of Exorcists, to which Father Ratchel belongs. He believes strongly that the devil is contacting him via text somehow, and if it is an actual person on the other end, then they may be possessed and not even know it. Number 2. Julia A recent possession that happened in 2008, this is the case of a patient named Julia. It's especially unique because it was chronicled by a leading associate professor of psychiatry Dr. Richard E. Gallagher from New York Medical College, and published in an issue of the New Oxford Review. Even though medical professionals rarely diagnose a patient with demonic possession, Dr. Gallagher did just that. After examining a patient he calls Julia, he discovered no known mental illness in her whatsoever. However, the symptoms that she exhibited were extremely troubling. Julia admitted she had a long history of involvement with various satanic groups and that prior to that she had been a Catholic. After her association with the occult, she came forward and sought the help of a priest believing demons were attacking her. The priest, unsure of what to do, called in Dr. Gallagher to help assess Julia's mental state of mind. After several sessions, the doctor believed Julia was indeed possessed by demons. He states that her unusual actions were not just witnessed by him, but also other colleagues in the mental health profession, as well as various nuns and priests. Even though Gallagher admits that medical problems like bipolar and addiction can sometimes be mistaken for possession, Julia's case was different. 
She would repeatedly go into a trance-like state and spew various profane and sometimes angry phases like leave you imbecile priest or leave her alone you idiot. Her voice would also remarkably change into a wide range of pitches. Sometimes it would be a deep, masculine, almost guttural voice and other times an extremely high pitch sound. She would also make deep growling noises like an animal and she claims to never have remembered any of these episodes when asked later on. Julia also fought whenever sacred or religious objects were shown to her. She showed signs of being able to speak different languages even without prior knowledge of them. Gallagher and his team were able to identify two of them as Spanish and Latin, but when asked, she claims to only know English. Other signs that she was possessed instead of suffering from a mental illness were that she would display unimaginable strength, needing several people on the doctor's team just to restrain her. Other times, Julia, or the voice inside her, would be able to accurately tell private information about the team members, stuff no one in the room could have possibly known. For instance, she once described the personality and type of death, including the specific type of cancer that had killed one of the team's family members. Even more strange was that she had some seemingly otherworldly abilities. Objects around her would be thrown from shelves without even being touched, and in one instance, the staff witnessed her levitating about six inches from the ground for around 30 minutes. The case of Julia is still a mystery today. Dr. Gallagher says that by presenting the paper, he wanted to document a contemporary and clear-cut case of demonic possession. Julia still shows signs of being demonically possessed, leaving those who are treating her trying to figure out exactly how to help rid her of the demons inside. Number 1. Pat Redding The case of Pat Redding is one of the most terrifying and baffling accounts of demonic possessions ever recorded. What makes it so different is that unlike most sufferers, Pat was an ordinary woman with no religious affiliation. She was a mother and lived a quiet life in Litchfield, Connecticut in the 1980s. She did not do drugs or drink alcohol and had no history of the occult or any satanic association at all. Despite this, however, she was attacked continuously, first experiencing various strange incidents inside her home. She often felt as if she was being followed inside and would hear loud bangs all around the house. Eventually, these things began to grow more violent. Large furniture would be moved and overturned, and unseen forces would hit her, resulting in bruises and scratches on her body. John Zaffis, a paranormal investigator on Pat's case, recorded the events and noted a bite mark on Pat's back. What's more is he also said that an unseen force ripped a portion of her scalp back. Pat's daughter, Michelle, also witnessed the events and said she would see her mother scream while being jerked backwards in great pain. Pat did turn to doctors and was found to have no mental issues or any form of psychosis. As mentioned, she had no history of drug or alcohol abuse, and she was found to be medically healthy. They could not explain her condition, and hence a decision was made to contact the local bishop for an exorcism. A total of 16 exorcisms were performed on Pat, but unfortunately it seems the demons never left. She continued to suffer violent tantrums all her life, with none of them ever being explained, until she passed away from colon cancer. 
So those were five terrifying and creepy cases of demonic possession. The idea of exorcisms and demonic possession still conjures up debate among many people. Whether you believe they're real or not, there's no denying the stories are scary and that there's something sinister behind each and every one of them. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel. Every Sunday, we'll bring you a new scary mystery video to check out. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next week.